prime time on the top game, it's a fine line. Man in the match, that's Dave Vine. He's the main guy, keep a close eye. Make sure you don't make no wrong play, cause I'm with Jose and Andre. Yeah. When Cyrus comes to walk in, you better know that you are watching. Premier League, Dave Vine, tell him what time we know. Uh, hello and welcome to Premier League Primetime Season 4, Episode 7. Uh, and yes, we are back. We are back. All of us are back again. Uh, first off, uh, Waleed may or may not show up this episode, potentially. Uh, if he does, then uh, happy days. But if not, hopefully we'll get him on the next one. And of course... And his TikTok. As always... <laughs> <laughs> we are joined, of course, by the main three, of course, Jose, Sirius, and Andre. <sighs> How are we all doing? And with that, let's just immediately get let's just immediately get this thing started. Of course, as always, we start off with Arsenal. Sirius coming over to Arsenal, going over to the Gunners, uh, taking a look at their recent uh, results. And it looks like Arsenal are actually firing in the goals as of recent. And it just seems like they're going from strength to strength. Uh, well, and scores and ratings for Mikel Arteta and stand-up players, both on a negative and positive side of things. Um, yeah, ever since that break we took, I think we've looked pretty pretty brilliant, especially in the Premier League. Uh, you know, we did lose the Porto, but I think we'll be fine next leg. Um, yeah, the goals are pouring in right now. I think that was kind of a struggle um, before the break, but all of a sudden, five goals against Crystal Palace. You know, they scored three against Liverpool, six against West Ham, five against Burnley. It's We've been absolutely crazy. Um, I'd give it a 10 out of 10, A. Um, standout players, Saka has been brilliant as of recent, even though, you know, I, I thought in the middle, this like a little... You know, before the break, I think he was a little off, but I think the break really helped him. Trossard's been great. Um, Martinelli's been a little bit better. Odegaard has continued his great form. Center backs have been brilliant as always. I think Kivior has been actually good as well. Um, and Rice has been cooking per usual. So, yeah. One player that you mentioned that I just definitely think we need to talk about, Leandro Trossard and... Ever since Gabriel Jesus has been out of the side, you look at Leandro Trossard is filling in at in, in this false down position. And, you know, I think he's definitely a big reason why Arsenal have been scoring so many more goals now. And, you know, it just seems like the front three definitely are clicking a lot more. There's a lot more fluidity with him playing up front. Um, you know, even more than than Jesus at times. And why do you think this is so? And do you think that he's the solution going forward for the remainder of the season to start Trossard up front, you know, while Gabriel Jesus is out? Yeah, I think he's definitely better than Nketiah. Um, I don't know if he's the solution full-time, but definitely for the rest of the season. Um, you know, he's actually kind of old. I think he's like 30 or something. Not old, you know, but, you know, he's getting older. Um, he's 31, actually. But, he, um, yeah, he's been great. You know, he's not world-class by any means, but he's a great player nonetheless. Actually has, actually has, like, our... I think he has our best, like, goal-per-minute ratio. It's actually a pretty great one as well. Um, he's just a great finisher. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Diego Yota, uh, Jota, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he's he's been great. Um, 
everything's been working out so far for us. So as long as we beat Porto, I'll be a very happy man. Yeah, that, that's that's going to be the main thing. Uh, and and while on the subject of Porto series, uh, what are your thoughts on, on the match? Because you know, there, there a lot of these pescatarian Arsenal fans thought that they were going to steamroll Porto. I don't know if you were one of them, but a lot of them thought that they were. Um, no, definitely didn't think that we were going to steamroll Porto. Did I expect us to lose? No. Um, you know, when it was zero zero and there's like a couple minutes left, I was honestly like happy with it. But uh, yeah. Um, I'm honestly not too worried. Um, they have to come to Emirates. Um, we've been in this situation before, and we've come out just fine. I think we'll be okay. Um, you know, it's only one goal, and we, as of recent in the Emirates, we've been great. So I, I think we'll be fine, honestly. Yeah. I, I just think it wasn't a great game, um, but, you know, I, I think we'll play well. I think Gabriel Jesus is going to actually be back for that game. So we'll see if he starts. He's been actually really good in the Champions League this season. So No, yes. And and now, as you said, you also have been in this situation before on numerous occasions. But, I mean, if we're talking about the round of 16 of the Champions League, I wouldn't say so much in the last time they were in that situation. They lost a 5-1 against Bayern Munich at home. But I can't really talk about anything Champions League related because my team finished bottom of the group. And uh, I can't really say anything about that. Can I? So <laughs> my momentary bit of banter is, is fun and done. Uh, next, going into Aston Villa. Uh, Jose, looking at their recent runs and a recent run of fixtures and games, standout players through Unai Emery and and standout players on a negative and positive side of things. Yeah, it looks like they're picking up some, some form again after they lost to us. Um, I think I would have to point out immediately um, – Ollie Watkins, who's having a fantastic season. I think he has 14 goals and 10 assists. I always mention Ollie Watkins. Yeah, but he's in incredible form recently. I think he scored in almost every one of uh, every one of these games except for the United game, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. No, he, he, didn't, he did not score against us. Somehow, yeah. surprisingly. Yeah, um, and then also Douglas Luiz has been in fantastic form. I think he's like the league's highest scoring midfielder with like nine goals, something like that. Mitoma is up there too, of course. Um, um, But yeah, otherwise, they've done fairly well. The Newcastle loss will be a little disappointing for them. And honestly, the loss against us probably would be too because they've been better than we have this season. So I'd probably give him a B. No, I agree with that. I also think Leon Bailey, of course, uh, he he got a new contract. Uh, Leon Bailey's been absolutely cooking for this Villa side, honestly. He's, you know, he's kept, his performances have kept out, you know, Moussa Diaby. Um, their new signing from Leverkusen, who everyone thought was going to replace and displace Leon Bailey, but Leon Bailey has actually been putting in quality, quality performances in on the pitch to the point where Una, where Una Emery has been saying, no, you know what? No, he's he's going to be my guy to start up front with Ollie Watkins. So, you know, you know, huge shots to Leon Bailey as well. Um, Amy Martinez as well. And you know what? This could sound a very interesting one, but uh, uh, Clement Longley. Uh, there have been moments in this stretch of games where he's had to come in and he's had to play, and he's and, and he, there have been games where he's definitely performed to a man and he's been playing fairly to decently well. Um, Andrew Conza as well, I'll, I'll throw him in there as well. So, uh, Aston Villa, um, and Jose, do you do not think that they will finish in the Champions League places this season? Aston Villa, yeah, well, there are five, right. No, I think they're fourth. No, like there are five Champions League places this season. Oh, then I, I think so, yes. As, as far as I know, uh, that there are five Champions League places, but yeah, if yeah. it's the top four, do you think they'll finish fourth? Ahead of, uh, I think they'll finish, yeah, I think they'll finish fourth. 
imagine how crazy that would be uh that um uh, if Tottenham win the um or not Tottenham, or, uh, Aston Villa win the Conference League, but also finish in the top four, that that would be absolutely crazy, honestly. Um, and uh, next going into Bournemouth, looking at Bournemouth's um, looking at Bournemouth's run of games, of course. Uh, Bournemouth just keep on, keep on doing their thing. Although you know what, I mean, I mean, this run of results hasn't been the greatest, but then again, their uh, their run of games hasn't. Has also been, you know, quite difficult. Uh, looking at Bournemouth's run of games, uh, uh, Andre uh, scores and ratings for Andoni, Iriola, and standout plays both on a negative and positive side of things. Yeah, I, I completely agree with what you said, Dave, uh, Davis. I feel like, um, yeah, the, the results haven't been the best from what we've seen of Bournemouth this season. But I feel, given the circumstances, I still think Iriola is a pretty good to get his team playing. Um, I'd probably give him, like, a sip. Um, I feel like they're still pretty injury struck, but I know he did. I think he did just make a positive update on Tyler Adams coming back, and then I think Solanke has been out like a game or two now. No, yes, and he's been one of the bright sparks, of course, as as always. So even then, they're still so they're definitely lacking in some in, in already kind of somewhat of a. How they don't have a thin squad, but I just feel like yeah, they're um, yeah they're missing some key components. It wasn't an easy run of games, and I still think. Uh, even though the results weren't the best, I feel like they're really working hard off the ball. Like, I think I've been thinking like um, some of their greatest days under Eddie Howe. Like I really liked their energy off the ball, pressing, and I feel like they get the ball back quickly. And I I feel like Uriel has got them doing that again. So I I feel like get further project uh, no well to uh, I guess be on the you know it's a, it's going to be a project Uriel is new. And there's still definitely some bright sparks. So, um, yeah, I still they've been they've been unfortunate, but um, I still feel like uh, like I saw someone held an Iriola outside. That was really stupid. No <laughs> wait, wait. Actually, there's someone who held up an Iriola outside. <laughs> yeah, they like yeah. It was, it was like one fan at the stadium. And I saw it. All. <laughs> um, no, no, no. That's not such fans. Like it's it's a project, and I still think they're doing well. I mean. We consider Brentford and Thomas Frank to have a good team, and Bournemouth sit above them still. So, you know. no, 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 I I couldn't agree more. And uh, also, shout out Antoine Semenyo as well. He's you know he, he's he's still doing his thing. Um, Louis Sinistera. Uh, I just want to comment about Louis Sinistera. Um, that Bournemouth have triggered the option to sign him permanently in the summer. And I I think uh, Andre, as you're saying, and you're talking about depth pieces and having you know quality depth. You know, I think that will be another great piece to have in their attack. Whether Solanke stays, whether Dominic Solanke stays at Bournemouth past the season or not, Absolutely. Uh, you still have the likes of Justin Cliver, you still have the likes of Antoine Semenyo, yeah. Luis Inestera, uh, Marcus Tavernier. Those are four yep. decent Premier League wingers to have. They're definitely decent, and I think honestly, like, I think maybe the future of Bournemouth could be like if I'm a young attacker and I want to play Premier League football and you. I don't know. I feel like Bournemouth would be a decent option. Like you've got some exciting talent around you, and yeah, the pressure is probably isn't going to be too high. So I, I think it should be a good I, uh, comment, though. Do you guys see their? Uh, they sent a, a. They submitted a thing to change their logo. Their Wait, really? And I thought I think it looks way better. Like it just it looks like uh, it just looks more like it just looks more like a club with history. Like it's just it. I'll like send a picture, but it's just like. 
don't know. I, I, I didn't know that, actually. <laughs> Thank you for the news, Andre. <laughs> I actually didn't know oh, that. No, actually, that's really good. I really like that. So, no, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got you. Andre has it in the chat better. right now. And no, I, I, I know I read it. I definitely yeah, I think it's it. way better. I think they've had like one of the ugliest emblems in like uh, one of in like the English like three or four flights or whatever. Like it's it's not good. So I think I'm excited if they do if they do change it. No, I I couldn't agree more. I I think that that's a great proposition. Uh, I, I I from my personal opinion, I would like to see that change at some point. Anyways, moving on, moving on to Brentford, looking at their run of games, scores and makes for scores and ratings for Thomas Frank and sent up players with on negative positive side of things. Um, serious, what are you saying? Uh, yeah, usually when I report on Brentford, it's a little bit better. They've been kind of struggling as of recently. They're 16th in the league right now, but I'm still not worried. Um, but you know, there's they've had hard games to be fair to them. Um, they had, they had to play City, um, they had to play Liverpool. I think they played City like the fifth, yeah, they played City and the twice, 20th. they had so, to play like, City twice. You know, and they City barely beat them the second time. Um, you know, they said Regulon, uh, Regulon. I, I, eh. yeah, I, I don't think he's been that good. I don't think he was great against West Ham. Um, the games that they need, like it's poor. Like they need to beat West Ham. Um, losing, you know, Jared Bowen hat trick true, but losing, conceding four goals is not good enough. Um, Ivan Tony's been scoring here and there. He scored against Liverpool. He scored against Wolves. So he's been helping them out a little bit, but it's really just the defense. You can't be conceding that many goals. Mm-hmm. I, um, that. I thought Ben Mee had a better season last season, to be honest. No, I, I agree. I agree with everything that you said. And adding on to their defensive goals, I think Nathan Collins has been absolutely horrendous, especially in that game against Wolves. Absolutely abysmal. Literally gifted them two goals. I watched that game, and I just thought they, they just looked absolutely uh, – uh, they looked absolutely awful uh, in that game, um, but uh, but 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 serious. Of course, your guy how you still scoring goals, Neil Mopai. Uh, uh, any words of praise uh, uh, for for your guy, Neil Mopai? Um, yeah, he can go. Um, well, I can't say this on the podcast, but it's, let's just say stick it when the sun don't shine, Davey. <laughs> I, hey, I agree. Hey, I, I thank you for that, Sears. Um, uh, you know what, Miss Sears, big up yourself for that. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Um, but the last thing I wanted to talk about, uh, Igor Tiago. Um, he's going to be coming in from Club Rook. Um, he's going to be the. He's coming in thirty million pounds striker. Um, is this? Do you think, do you reckon this is the Ivan Tony replacement already signed, sealed, delivered, and and Brentford more or less just bracing themselves for this Ivan Tony departure this summer? Um, yeah, he's, I'm pretty sure he's going to leave. Um, I don't know where he's going to go. I don't know where he's, I mean, he could come to us. I don't know where he'd really fit. I, honestly, I think he'd fit with us. I don't know about you guys. You already have uh, Rasmus. He's actually been pretty decent recently. I know he got an injury. Um, mm-hmm. But I honestly, looking at the big clubs, like I see him with us or maybe a smaller club like Tottenham. But besides that, that's what I think. No, yeah. Um, I, no, I think, you know, I, I think that's an interesting question to also throw out. Uh, where Ivan Tony will end up. But, you know, when I think of teams that he can 
slot right into Arsenal's one, Chelsea's another. But I, I would not advise him to go to Chelsea if, if, I'm, if, if I'm if I'm his agent. I would say stay far away from from anything Chelsea is doing uh, at this current moment in time. Um, but uh, but no, I think he'd fit right in Arsenal. And and even if he if if, if somehow Ineos because Man United want a striker and Sir Jim Radcliffe has made that very clear. Um, and Jose, it, it would be very interesting to see if 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 hey, I'm dreaming. Hey. Who says who says we can't dream? Who says we can't dream for having two quality strikers? I'm not saying it's gonna happen. I'm I'm just saying I'm dreaming. I'm I'm only saying let's dream. I mean I don't even I wouldn't even want the signing Davis. Why? But but why wouldn't yeah, you be open to having like, two quality strikers? Because he's gonna be so expensive and he's old. He's only twenty what, he's only twenty is he twenty seven? I thought he was twenty eight. I think twenty eight. He, but he is a, he is a proven Premier League striker. He's proven in the Premier League. He's a, he's a fantastic footballer. So he's so many facets to his game. Still, I feel like he'd still give you like four or more good years. What he's I doing? Know, I feel like to look for younger players. Of course, you know I I wouldn't sign anyone before clearing out the the, the squad that we have first. But you know, if he's available, if he's available know, for like forty million, maybe. I wouldn't. He's, he's going to be at least sixty. At yeah, least I know. 60. That's why I wouldn't want. If, if honestly, if 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 we if if we didn't sign Rasmus Hoyland, right, and it was between Hoyland and Ivan Tony, both of them were sixty mil. I'm spending that sixty mil on Ivan Tony. But anyways, uh, more money I'd talk about in later. But next we have Brighton, 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 um, Brighton. It, it uh, just it's not been looking too great for Brighton as, as of late. Um, Linking at uh, their recent run of fixtures, uh, Jose scores remaining to Roberto De Zerbi and Santa Postal on the negative and positive side of things. Yeah, the Luton loss was, was particularly shocking. Um, but they've actually been in good goal scoring form recently, I would say. Uh, I think Pascal Gross, for me, has been the best player recently. Uh, I would also highlight Buona Note has looked good, and Lewis Dunk has been scoring important goals. and pretty good at the back as well, as, as usual, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd point out those three. They've been up pretty up and down, honestly, better than the last run of games that we covered for them. So I would say there's a little improvement you can see. Um, but the loot and loss is pretty bad. I'd probably give them a, like a C. No, that, I think that's fair. I I think that's not, that's fair to say. Um, and, you know, up until his injury, you just he recently just got a new injury, Karamatoma, but he had been, you know, he'd been looking back to his, his old self. But I, I had to talk about Ja Pedro because he has been impressing me all season long. And um and and, and whether and whether Chelsea come calling for him or not is you know, it's, it's we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> I mean they're signing everyone from Brighton Jose. I mean we don't know. I know. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying I don't believe that it would happen. I think that I, I would believe that it would happen. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, do, uh, do you think Brighton, with with the person they have, do you think that could that they could still get European football for uh for for next year? Do you think that they'll still get it? Um, I mean, let me look quickly at the league table. I mean, um, I mean, I I was uh, I, I was watching the uh the Europa oh, yeah, League, definitely. the Europa League draw. And they, and they they have Roma. They have Roma in the round of sixteen. So I I, I think that's going to be a really really difficult tie for them. Yeah, that'll be a great game. But I, that'll be a game I'll definitely keep an eye on. Um, I think they'll be a very interesting game to see. Um, 
seeing in, 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 in um, a, a vastly experienced squad like Roma's versus uh, again up against Brighton's. I think that'll be a very very interesting one to see. Um, but uh, I mean, I I think it, if they if they want to crack on, I think they need to get European football at least for next year, whether that be Europa League or you know, Conference League. It needs to be one of them. Um, but but we will see what happens. Uh, next we have Burnley and Burnley just, I, I don't even know what to say. Uh, <laughs> uh, Andre's giving a thumbs down and stick with you, Andre. Scores and ratings for Vincent Company and Santa Paz on a negative and positive side of things. Um, yeah, it's, it's not looked good for, for Burnley. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I know we used to say, oh, Company's playing, you know, pretty adventurously. If he's going to do well in the league, he's got to, you know, solidified defensively, but now it's just like nothing's working. Um, in their recent match against uh, Oliver Glasner's uh, Palace, I think they I saw they put up two shots. You know, it's just like, I know they had a, a red card, but still. Um, yeah, nothing's working for Burnley at the moment. Probably give company like a two. Um, looking like may, possibly the weakest manager in the Prem right now. It's, it's, it's odd to think that like when they were doing so well in the championship, we were, uh, we, you know, he was linked with some top jobs, including Tottenham's, which is kind of crazy. But um and Chelsea, but then again that's early Chelsea. Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, it's not look good for, for Burnley. I can't really stand out players. I guess you could say their only dangerous players, uh maybe Fofana. Um, yeah, I was gonna say that's it. I, I you know that that's where Fofana is about it. But then again, looking at that match against Liverpool, I mean he, he missed how many chances were that, that he should have uh, put away. So I'm I'm not giving them that pass, uh, unfortunately, but uh, for me, Burnley are just bound to go down. They're they're going to go down, and same with Sheffield United. It'll be interesting to see who who will who will come third because you know I I, I think Luton are putting up a fight. I think you know Luton. I feel like we're bound to go down, but now I feel like with the recent form, I think they're only three points behind Everton now, even with the um with their deduction. So I feel like now you know it's gone from sort of like like they're bound to go down and a surrender to a fight, and I think it will be very interesting to see. But of course, I couldn't wait to talk about this next team, and and we yet again have to talk about this team. Uh, one of Andre and Jose's favorites, Chelsea, 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 Chelsea. They uh looking at Chelsea. Ah, Maurizio Pochettino's lads, his boys. Let's take a look. Looking at their recent run of fixtures and losing the Carabao Cup final. Scores and ratings from Maurizio po- from Maurizio Pochettino. And stand up players on a negative and positive side of things. Jose, what are we saying? Okay. Um, I would actually would say that they've, in the last three games, um, have looked better. I think that they, I was impressed with their mentality against Palace and against City. I think I think that they were good until they started to shut up shots. And, and then they were terrible after that. But I think if they, if they continue to play, more open football against Man City, they would have won. They would have beaten them. Uh, it was only when they set up shop that then City, they allowed City to come onto them and then got destroyed by their defense. And still only drew, but... And then, obviously, the Liverpool game, I thought that they were just pretty unlucky. I mean, they could have finished... They could have finished, like, at least three or, or four chan- easy chances and be in, and beaten Liverpool uh, within the 90 minutes, to be honest. So I think they were a bit unlucky in that game. Uh, but otherwise, they were terrible in the, in the first two games. So it's same old Chelsea, pretty much. I would honestly say, uh, Sterling scored a crap goal that got called offside in the in the final. I will mention that. 
Typical he's Sterling against Man City. Sterling Typical Sterling tapping. That guy ruled Any out. Props? Any props to Raheem Sterling uh, this time around or no? I don't know what you're talking about, Davis. All right, anyways. <laughs> I would go with, would go with uh, C for Chelsea as well. Okay. Actually, well, I, I want to add on. I mean, I've been – I think Sterling also deserves some some criticism. I mean, I don't, he got enough from, from uh, Jose here. But um, I just like this Chelsea team. It's like I really think they could go places if they just actually had maybe some experience. And I feel like the experience – the most experienced attacker they do have is Sterling – who's not doing enough to just give them that killing edge. I feel like, I don't know, I just think they need someone to just, they just need like a, like a Roy Keane type of figure to just kind of fucking just get on everyone. Like there's just, yeah, unfortunately, it, the, you know, the no, attitude is just too relaxed. Like they just need a hard head. Like, I don't know. They need, they need edge. I mean, they're, they're the two best players for me. I've been Georgie Petrovic and Malagusto. Those who have been two of the only players that can come away with any sort of, you know, props. Definitely a lot recently. I mean, are we? You have to look at their midfield. Enzo Enzo Caicedo. I mean, Enzo Fernandez, Moises Caicedo. 200 million worth pounds worth of midfield who got dominated by, by a bunch of academy kids from Liverpool. Like, in, in the Carabao Cup final. That's just... That's why, and it's like, that doesn't... I just feel like they're both... That's why, they're, I mean, they're, I think they're both good players, but I feel like they both could do just playing in the midfield next to, yeah, someone more experienced. I mean, Gallagher is one of their captains. He's still a young player. You know, I just feel like they need... Yeah, and he's so limited as, as a player. Everyone wants to tell... And, like, he's been one of the better players this season for Chelsea. And I think in a system like that, Patrick Vieira's Costa Palace was perfect for him. But then again, he was surrounded by, by veterans. He, he, had, he, had, he had Wilfred Zaha exactly. alongside him in, in, in attack. So he could... You know, he had the uh, the uh, experience. He had... Um, who, who else was alongside I I can't remember. I mean, you could make uh, an argument that almost all of their... All of their new younger signs that have, have succeeded being young and vibrant but next to the sort of that experience like playing alongside that these kids still need to learn and they don't really have too many of those figures and chul is one of their captains and he has been absolutely dreadful in that liverpool game he was all he was horrendous in both in the league game and in the the carabao cup final and everyone wants to make all the excuses for 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 ben chilwell and that he's their best left back and he has injuries and all that like yeah, I think it just speaks to, you know, you rely on Raheem Sterling to get things done. This is what happens. Serious. Serious. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on just the absolute carnage that's going on on, on at Chelsea? And enlighten us with, uh, uh, with what you think. Um, Nicholas Jackson is complete balls. <laughs> I mean, he, he's, he's been poor. He, he's been poor as well. He's been very poor as well. Mudrick sucks. Mudrick uh, to Arsenal? M- maybe Arsenal could do Chelsea favor like they did with Havertz. Nope. <laughs> I, do, um, I, do, I do have one question. I really have not seen much of him, but um, is are you guys underwhelmed by uh, Christopher and Kunku from what we've seen so far? Yeah, that was, was going to be something I was going to say. Um, I, thought, I thought he was going to fly at Chelsea, and he's been terrible. But I mean, I, again, I like he has no one around him. Like he had Polson at Leipzig, he had Danny Olmo, he had uh, who was Forsberg in midfield. He had a lot of players. He had a lot of quality players around him at 
Uh, you're playing with Sabozlai as well. Like the structure at Leipzig is, I'd say even the footballing structure at Leipzig is definitely more secure than it is at Chelsea. Um, uh, one of their former directors, uh, uh, Christopher Vivell, who came into Chelsea last season, um, he wanted Nagelsmann for the job. But then when you know the news came out that they were going to appoint Pochettino, he handed in his resi- his resignation and he left Chelsea. And you know, I, I think he saw what was coming or what was going to just continue to happen. And it, once again, it, it it and with that now after this Cabo Cup final, it, it is Chelsea season well and truly done now. Yeah, I mean it has been. I mean I don't I don't think anyone was really expecting them to win that final, even though they still have the FA Cup. Yeah, no, I still would say it's done. Oh, well, there you have it. On on a more you know uh, uplifting note, let's talk about Crystal Palace because Crystal Palace, you know, up until uh, the match against Burnley, it, it just looked an absolute shambles um, for for uh, for Crystal Palace, barely beating Sheffield United. Rory Hudson, of course, getting the sack. New new man Oliver Glasner in, and he started off his new chapter, his new chapter in South London at Crystal Palace. By winning, of course, against Burnley by three goals to nil. But I think that that match, I think they should be winning that game anyways. But it, it's always good to start on a high, of course. So, but looking at everything, you know, on, on a cumulative standpoint, looking at these last five games, serious scores and ratings for, for Crystal Palace and Santa Plus both on a negative and positive side of things. Uh, yeah. There's like... Forever now, um, but I, I don't know. I don't see like any real like over the last couple of years. I don't see an extreme improvement. You know, they beat Burnley. Um, that was good. You know, lost to Chelsea. That's fair, I guess. But um, yeah, they're thirteenth. That's kind of like the area that they've been in the last like what years, like bunch of years. We beat them five zero because we're just brilliant. I think Eze and Elise are like, you know, they're they're bite sparks, of course. Um, they've been scoring recently. Um, you know, I you know, sometimes I watch Matete play and I'm like, you know, he's really not that bad. Um he knows how to hold the ball well, he has some pace, a little bit skillful. Um IU's been actually even though I shot on IU a lot, he's been scoring recently too. I think Lerma's been decent as well. But um, yeah. Besides that, um, you know they still have their two center backs. Uh, been tired. injured. Um, I don't know where Anderson's been, but but uh, but McGee, he's been injured. He's been Who? out. Mark Way, he's been injured. Ass. Fair. No, all, right, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, but, um, he got injured just like two, three games ago. Um. So they kind of had to change their um, formation a little bit, mm-hmm. and yeah, Oliver Glasner has to um, to back three. Uh, and speaking of Oliver Glasner, what are your thoughts on this uh, appointment? Do you think this is Palace going in the right direction? And if so, wh- what and what do you think he can bring to this Crystal Palace side? I'll, I'll throw this out. I'll throw this question out to the whole panel. Like, like, what do all of you think about this appointment? Do you think this this is a good appointment going in the right direction? Actually, I do think he could be the best manager that I've seen, like, Palace get. 
in in my just in my sort of whatever lifetime as a fan in the mm-hmm. Premier League. Um, yeah, won the Europa League night. with Frankfurt a couple of years ago as well. Yeah, he won. Yeah, that's right. He won the Europa League. He had that Frankfurt team going. Um, I feel like they've. Uh, maybe he was really interested in, in coming to the Premier League, but I feel like if he waited, he might have been able to even get a bit of a better job. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think they've got a quality manager. I'm, I'm excited to see. Uh, what he can do with Palace and maybe, uh, I mean, I think he's only on a two-year contract, so maybe he might run it out or I don't know if he'll want to stay. But I feel like obviously Palace haven't shown them the most ambition. They're like, for to me, they're the epitome of the team that's okay with just being in the league. Um, so yeah, like, you, yeah, you, d- yeah, you definitely have said that for, uh, for, for a very, under you always say that all the time. Chris Abbasar are just okay and content with being in the league, and that you're sick and tired of seeing it. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely—that's something that you've always been saying under for like the longest like like period of time about Crystal Palace. I, I mean, you never know. I mean, uh, I mean, with their summer coming up, I mean, whether you know you have to look at Elise and Eze whether they'll stay or not. Um, both of them have been linked with moves away. Um, I, I would just say he reminds me of Glasner reminds me of uh, a bit of Hassenputtel at uh, Southampton, and I feel like that could be a similar a similar situation where they kind of start doing well with a new system for a bit, maybe a year, and then they kind of get found out, and then the cycle just repeats and he gets sacked. To be honest, yeah, maybe. Um... I I definitely like this appointment just from a neutral perspective. I think it's a very interesting appointment um, because I, as I understand, I think Oliver Glasner is a manager that you know is more deserving of of, of a better job. With all due respect to Crystal Palace, um, but but who knows? I mean, maybe he can coach some of these players to you know to be to be better footballers. I mean, you look at you know the uh, new signing Adam Morton coming in as well. You know, he's already been playing. He looks he looks a player as well. Um, Mateus Franca as well. He came in in the summer, uh, Brazilian winger. So we'll, we'll we'll see what he can do with some of these players. Honestly, I think it'll be very very interesting to see. Uh, um, next Everton. We have Everton next. Um, looking at their run against Andre scores and ratings for Sean Dash and Santa players on a negative and positive side of things. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to even think of any match I've seen from Everton recently. I'll be honest. <laughs> I mean, I can point out Brent Brentwaite. He's been the only player who's really shown uh, quality recently for me for Everton. I'd say James Garner as well. I'd say uh, the the pair of them. Um, James Garner, you know, Joe, you know, Joe and I would definitely know a thing or two about James Garner as well. Uh, former Man United boy. Um, uh, I don't know why. Uh, uh, Ten Hag let, let go of him and kept Scott McTominay. Um, I, I, another Ten Hag masterclass, but but that that's for later discussion. Well, I don't I don't really think that they're similar players whatsoever. I think that Copy May knew, if anything, is as a much better player than Garner. Well, well, well yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, we're com- I mean, that's like comparing. I don't know. <laughs> or that's like comparing, you know, you know comparing Keane's Garner to to, to Copy Mayu is is definitely a bit. You know, I wouldn't say it's entirely outlandish, but you know, it's um definitely you know in <laughs> a bit of an unfair comparison to have. Um, but yeah, I think Jared Branthway, I agree with that. Um, l- looking at the recent results, it's 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 just it's just so typical Dice, really is I mean, drawing no no the full and trying to yeah. kind of losing the Man City and just I mean, and, and everything drops. 
I think the biggest victory for them is getting their. Is that I don't know why that's happening. The, I, biggest, no the biggest victory for them is getting their points deduction reduced to six points. Oh, uh, for that, they'll get a nine. I, I did see that. I did see that. I, I found that quite extraordinary as well. But uh, negatives, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, as I've said, Everton have needed to sell this guy for years. This summer has to be the summer where they sell him. They need to move on from Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Move on. I, I mean, they, they, they spent all that money on Beto. They, they, they may as well give him a chance, give him some games. They need to move on from Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Move on. Everton, please, just move on from DCL. They need to move yeah. on from Calvert-Lewin. Move on. I, honestly, I, I just want to see them move on from it. Um, anyways, uh, next, Fulham. Uh, I, I, I'd rather not talk about Fulham, but we kind of have to right now. And you know, Dave, I don't play. Uh, yep, of, of course, of course. Uh, looking at... <laughs> Uh, looking at the uh, their their past four their past five matches, uh, serious scores and ratings for Marco Silva and Santa players both on a negative and positive side of things. Um, well, Dave, I, let me tell you. Um, yeah, you know, before I get into Fulham, what a beautiful stadium they have. Um, anyways, yeah, beating Man U, pretty impressive. Um, the let, let me the goat. IOB scoring at the end that brought tears to my eyes. I'll tell you that. Um, I thought he had a good spot at Everton as well. I think, um, definitely not top six quality, but definitely, um, you know, definitely uh, mid table quality and a good player for them. Um, yeah, I think uh, Muniz has been good. Um, you know, replacing Mitrovic. I think I, I think Willian has had a couple of good games. I think someone who had possibly you could say a better season last season, but it's still doing well is Paulinha. Um, I thought he had a little bit of a better season last season, but yeah, um, Munoz has been Munoz has been scoring a, a decent amount though, so pretty impressive for him. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, but besides that, um. You know, not a not a bad run of games. Um, you know, they lost to Aston Villa. It's a hard game, tying to Burnley Everton. But you know, they beat Bournemouth and they beat Man U, so they beat the two shit clubs. So you know, yeah. I, I mean, the Fulham definitely have been looking more impressive. And as you pointed out, you know, Rodrigo Muniz. You know, I I I I, I swear, <laughs> Muniz reminds. Oh my God, reminds me a bit. A bit of um, oh what's his name? At um, and uh, the other Rodrigo at um, I uh, he he used to play for Leeds. He reminds me of him a lot. Um, definitely does. So you know, I I think that's um, I I don't know where this guy came from. I don't know. Why. I feel like he just like he literally spawned out of like literally spawned out of nowhere. So um, quite interesting to see. Um. Next, of course, the Carabao Cup winners themselves. Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool. Congrats to Liverpool. Um, oh, God. Serious moving matter as per usual. As per usual. But uh, uh, looking at Liverpool, um, Andre, looking at uh, uh, Jurgen Klopp, which, of course, he will dive deep into that um, into that subject and uh, conversation as he will be out the door uh, in the summer. Uh, looking at their past run against Andre, scores and ratings for Jurgen Klopp and Santa plays with on a negative and positive side of things. Yeah, um, yeah, they they look simply inspired. Um, still top of the table, um, and and yeah, I, I don't know. I'm 
I think just because it's Klopp's last season, I think I'm I'm kind of rooting for him. Um, yeah, I could do without a city uh, winning the league again, but um, yeah, they they looked really inspired, man. That front three is is, is clicking. Um, I mean, it sort of says everything. Even when we saw them win that final with the kids, um, yeah, that was. Uh, you can just tell there's just a good feeling around the club, and I honestly think that, yeah, if I would still say the next favorites after City, I still think City are favorites for the title. Um, for standout players, um, I can't remember his name, but he's like, he's just got he's got like the blonde hair, and he's I think he scored on one of his first few games like like weeks ago. This is like maybe in, even in the period of our last episode, but I can't remember my name, his name. Um, you have blonde hair. Yeah. He's like a kid. Is it uh Connor Bradley? Connor Bradley, yeah, Connor Bradley. Yeah, my Connor grandpa Bradley. my grandpa's a Liverpool fan. He won't shut up about Connor Bradley. He's like, he loves seeing him play. Um so yeah, I think No, he, he looks an out he looks an outstanding prospect, honestly. Yeah. He, in and just see, seeing a couple matches of his play, uh, of him playing, I, I don't doubt his quality. He looks he looks a he looks a very good footballer. And and the way he scored that goal against Chelsea, that, that that's not a finish of a right back. You know that that's not just any order. He he took that well. He took that very 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 well, and uh, he you know, and um, quite an admirable performance as well in the cup final. Play, um, had to move to right wing when uh, when when Gravenberg got injured. So yeah, you know that was that was that was such an unbelievably admirable performance as well. Uh, Connor yeah, Bradley yeah. great, and with this whole injury crisis as well from Liverpool, you know Jota out, Salah out, Nunes out. Now Gravenberg is out. Soboslai, Allison. Um, Trent Alexander-Arnold, all out. And and you know what? Huge, huge shots have to go to Virgil van Dijk. Big oh, shots. yeah, he's been, he's been, he's been, what he's been a performance in that cup final. Captain, leader, legend of the cup, scoring that goal for Liverpool and to win them that cup final. Leader, proper leader, proper captain. Um, um, uh, Luis Diaz has been all right. Wataro Endo, 60 million pounds. Let, 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 let's, just, let's just remind everyone. This is a player who came in for 16 million pounds from Stuttgart to be the, the you know, he wasn't supposed to be the, the replacer for Fabinho, but more of like a steady Eddie to just rotate. He's actually been playing every single week, and he's been playing well consistently, giving, you know, always giving a, a six or seven out of 10 every single week. So he's been great. Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott as well. Uh, yeah, very, very, very good as well. Gakpo has been knocking him in too. No, I, you know what? It, like it, Gakpo for me is one of the and one of the negatives. Honestly, I I don't know why. Just uh, Gakpo, just you know, what, I'm you know at the time when 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 we missed out on him, Jose, I I was you know a, a little bit like I was a little annoyed that we didn't sign Gakpo. But now looking back on it, you know what? Just He's 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 just really not clinical enough. And when when I look at Gakpo, like in this Liverpool side, maybe it'd be different under Ten Hag. But just um, when I look at it now, just I, I don't know. I mean, he was playing as a number ten under LVG in the World Cup, so I don't know why um, he's just been playing as a false nine. But just I don't think he's been good enough. But uh, Darren Nunes, up until he got injured, was looking good. But but now let's have the big talk. Because real, real I'm quick, yes. Real quick, I, just, I also want to add on like that endo signing. It's like that's why we've seen how how good he's been. I think that's it's like 
obviously like whenever we talk about transfers we're all we're all hungry for young players we're looking for the next exciting young player and no one's expecting but it's like when you sign if you sign the right player with experience he can just he can really perform and he he won't succumb to pressure and i think that's been the story of Wataro Endo that's that's an, that's a new player he's been easily as good or better than than both of Chelsea's uh, midfield pivots so it's just like that that i think i think sometimes we're too quick to discredit players that are maybe sort of going towards the end of their career but sometimes you also need that kind of player to to make a good team to just make them competitive so uh, i think he's no, a great example of a of sort of um an unexpected sort of older sign that can that can still complete a team really well no i agree with that and now of course the uh, the, the main topic i don't think we've addressed it all jurgen klopp pep pep lenders and the entire board at liverpool are saying their farewells at the end of the season Jurgen Klopp leaving at the end of the season. Jose, for you, where does he rank amongst all-time Premier League managers? For you, as of right now, as 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 we're recording this, Sir Alex, Sir Alex Pep, Mourinho, Banger, Klopp. And I would agree. A serious, serious. What do you think? And 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 what do you think he will be remembered most? When you think Jurgen Klopp in Liverpool, like what will you remember him by most? Wait, can you what hear was... me? Yes. Um, probably just the way he changed that team. Like when he first came in, I remember like they fin- finished seventh, and just everyone that he's developed and bought, um, just really changing that team after they didn't make the, win the Premier League with Jared. And and Andre, what about you? Just. Just when you think Jurgen Klopp, what will be, what what do you think will be his his lasting legacy at Liverpool, and and do you think Liverpool could win the title to send off Klopp on on the high like like we did with Sir Alex, you know, eleven years ago? Yeah, I mean that's why I feel like I I mean I know they've they're a decorated team, but I still feel like they did obviously just really were on the wrong side of of the footballing gods sometimes like obviously that that season where they they lost by a point was the 98 97 was the final points tally with city it was oh, just like, yeah, yeah. it's like it's been it i think when i think of liverpool and his, his tenure there i mean he's don't don't get me wrong I mean, he's done a phenomenal 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 job and they've they've accomplished a lot but you almost still feel like maybe they deserve more and hopefully if they can go ahead and win the title this season or maybe even hit a, hit a treble um, then it will be the perfect enough for Klopp. It, it'll be like, okay, finally we're gonna. This is what this is what it's all been for. All those missed chances, all that, all that uh. uh, sort of lack of fortune. Hopefully, he can get his fairy tale ending this season, and then it'll just be a total clean sign off. Okay, let's let. There's got a project here. Let's get let's get someone else. Um, so I'm I, again. It's like I said earlier. I'm kind of rooting for him to at least get at least get one more trophy somewhere. No, yeah, I um, I I agree with that honestly. I think um, I, I think that will be you know the best possible way to um, to to send off your club honestly. Um, and he, he, oh, he's and he's still an all timer. I can't, I find it hard to disagree with uh, Jose's. Uh, no, I agree. I agree. I mean, for me, if um, if he wins the Premier League at the end of the season and he wins like the Europa and all that. Then I'll put him above Arsene Wenger, but if he doesn't, no, he doesn't go above Wenger for me. Does he only have? Does he only have one league right now? Or does he have two? Yes, he only has one league title. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, so it's like 
Yeah, he's been there what seven, eight years. So it's like, I, yeah, I feel like I feel like he needs one more. At least he he needs to win at least one more, and he needs to at least win you know the the Europa League as well. And then maybe I'll put him in the club, but no. The real question is who will replace him? Who will replace him? I mean, it has to be Xabi Alonso. I don't I don't see anyone else. I think it's perfect. It makes a lot of sense. I think he'd do great with that team. I think I think he'd keep Liverpool uh, about as competitive as Klopp has them next season. That's right. That's true. Now next, moving into Luton and looking at Luton, you know what? Like, as I was saying before, look, you know, yes, I know they lost to Man United. Yes, they lost to Liverpool and pretty much United, if I'm honest. Um, but, but, but to be fair, right? To be fair, I, I think that looking at the recent performances, I, you know, I think it's beyond admirable the football that they're playing, and they're actually doing all right. They're they're actually playing all right, honestly. Um, but anyways, looking at their at their run again, scores and ratings for Rob Edwards and Santa Post with on a negative and positive side of things. Jose, what are you saying? Yeah, I mean standout players. I, feel, I mean I mention the same players every time, but I, I have to say Carlton Morris, Chidozi uh, Bene, and uh, Adebayo. I think he scored a hat trick in the the new was it the Brighton game? I think he scored a hat trick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he played very well in that game. But I think that they've really they've learned how to score goals, which is very important. Uh, they've been they've been scoring a lot of goals recently. They scored in all five of these games. Scored four goals each against Brighton and Newcastle, and Newcastle, which is very impressive. Um, yeah, I mean, fairly respectable. I think they'd only be disappointed with a Sheffield United loss. That's an important game for them to win if they want to stay up. Um, so yeah, many other losses as well. I think they could have easily beaten us that game. They, I think so too. Yeah, and honestly, they played well in that first half against Liverpool, but the power of of Anfield, I guess, got to them in the second half. I would say so. No, yeah, I, I, very well. huge shouts for me have to go to three other players: Alfie Doty, Albert Sammy Lukonga, and Ross Barkley. Ross Barkley has been an absolute revelation this season. For, for is, free transfer as well, uh, come in, and he has done a seriously, seriously um, job. And just just looking at this run, do, do you think that they could potentially stay up in the Premier League this season, or do you think that they'll still go down? Um, I mean, I think that they'll still go down just because I don't think that I can think. I think that Forest, Brentford, Everton, Bournemouth, Palace, some of the other potential like possible relegation candidates are all better than Luton. I mean, I don't think they'll come near Luton to be honest. I think that that bottom three is pretty much locked in unless any further points deductions happen with Everton. Also, I just wanted to say that Ross Barkley um, was shouted out by Talk Sport as a possible uh, replacement for Casemiro, one of their more intelligent takes of the recent years. Gotta love Talk Sport. I got gotta love Talk Sport. I was gonna say I saw this Ross Barkley links to Man United. I'm just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, and it just makes perfect sense because you know they play, they play the same position. Ross Barkley is a young, up, up, up and coming star. It makes a lot of Ross Barkley's been around for gosh knows how long. He has to be in his late twenties or early thirties. Yeah, no, he's like twenty eight. I was being sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> no, I saw those links and I, I, I was dying. Um, but no, that I, I, I couldn't believe it when I saw that. Next, of course, we have uh, Manchester City. City looking back to looking back to their best. Um, looking at their run of games, uh, serious scores and ratings for Pep Guardiola and standout players both on a negative and positive side of things for Man City. Yeah, they're looking uh, pretty good. Um, 
you know, since the introduction of KDB, um, I think he has 11 assists in 12 games or something like that. He is their most assist in all competitions, and he just got back, which is absolutely insane to me. Um, if I was to, like, shout on one person, because it's really hard to shout on anyone on Man City because they're so good, it'd probably be Grealish. I don't think he's had a good season. Um, I think Pep – I don't know if you guys saw Pep also, like um, – called him out Mm -hmm. um said he has to be better so yeah i mean everyone else has been brilliant rodri's been oh my gosh he's so good um i think huge shots have to go to phil foden huge shots have to go to phil Phil foden's been really good you know yeah i think he um you know he had a a little bit of trouble last season getting into the team with Grealish playing uh as well as he did last season and uh this season he's really just uh, made that role his, and he's been great wherever he's played. No, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I Also, shout out to Julian Alvarez, Ruben Diaz as well. Um, they've been excellent. Um, I, I, I'd say, and and this is a player which, which I don't think I've ever in my life said as either been like, a, been like a negative or anything like that. I've just seen a slight decrease in the performances of Bernardo Silva, and this is not me saying that, that he's a rubbish footballer yeah. because I'd be, that, I'd be ludicrous. That'd be ludicrous for me to say that he's a rubbish footballer um, because he's a fantastic footballer. I've seen this a, a slight decrease in the performances. It just doesn't look like the usual Bernardo, but I'm sure he'll be back uh, uh, back to his best. Holland as well. Uh, we just saw that Bernardo free kick that was circulating around social media. The, he, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> when yeah. he put that out for a throw in. Yeah, um, no. Uh, but no, no uh, seriously, I agree about uh, Kyle Walker, though. He's... Um, definitely looks that he um he's slowing down and that he, yeah. he needs to be replaced at some point he, he doesn't um, like mopai <laughs> no no yeah he definitely doesn't like neil mopai uh definitely doesn't yeah. um or his wife <laughs> but i i think man city need midfield upgrades i think as as great as the low cost signings of mateus Nunes and, and mateo kovacic are I, I, I still don't even think they're good enough to be Man City bench players. I mean, you know, looking at the summer, I think Joshua Kimmich will be available. Pocketa, I think they're going to go all in for Pocketa. I think if they bring in both of them, both of those players, I think those would be fantastic players to have um, in and around their midfield, honestly. And next to the other side of Manchester. All right, Jose, it's time. It's time to talk about the better, just... better side just, of Manchester, yes. This con- this this, this yeah. continuing <laughs> this continued Ugh. cesspool Ugh. of shambles that is our football club. Why does it have to be right? And and I was saying this uh, uh, the other Andre, I think I was saying this the other day to you. Why does it have to be right that, that the season that I decide to to return back to England and I'm incredibly excited to be back for the year? Why did that have to be the year where I see my club sign Mason Mount? And and now we've been absolutely horrendous this whole season. Like 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 why like why was this the season that this had to happen? Like like someone tell me this, please. Ah, oh, just anyways. Well, but before this, but anyways, looking at run of results before the Fulham game, everyone's saying, "Oh, look at us! Ten August turned a corner. Look at the Ten August masterclass. We were four games on the bounce, even though we looked rubbish in all those four games, but we still won four. But scores and ratings for Eric Ten Hag and stand-up players with on a negative and positive side of things. 
we were the better side on all of our games, except for probably the Luton game. I thought we were not very good in the Luton game. We were not the better side against Wolves. We were absolutely better side against Wolves. I was watching that game. Bro, so was I. We were not the better side against Wolves. Yes, we were. With, with all the possession, we, we can't finish chances for our Anyways, lives. All of a sudden, we get one loss in five games, and fans like Davis want to sack Ten Hag again. No, I, I, no, that, uh, I I think he'll be gone anyways. Because when you look at Ineos, they come and they want they want new ideas. So regardless of what I think, I think Ineos's minds are already made up. This is not even me just wanting Ten Hag to go. If you look at it from a rational point of view, you know you saw what um what what Bully did with Tuchel. You know he got rid of Tuchel, and, and Tuchel had done had, had done you know far less bad than than what Ten Hag is doing. So when when I look at it from that point of view, I don't think that Ten Hag. Yeah, Chelsea are in such a good place now. Hmm. And Chelsea are in such a good place now. Well, well, no, that ownership does not have a clue about Toronto Football Club. They, there, there's uh, no footballing people in that ownership. I see. When they see you Alford and all that, they're they're trying to bring in Dan Ashworth, Omar Barada. These are footballing. Dave, people. Are, are you Ten Hag out? Yes, he's been he's been to hug out. <laughs> well, cool. no, I'm just ex- I'm also explaining that regardless of what I think of what I think of Ten Hag, I think that he'll be out by the end of the season, anyways, because I think Ineos will already have their minds made up about, especially if if the top CEO from Man City's coming in, but that you know one of Man City's top guys is coming in, or, you know, if we get Dan Ashworth in, who's you know top 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 director of football. And you know, if we get Jason Wilcox as well, who's at Southampton, but also worked at Man City, they'll be seeing these results, and and they'll be thinking, this is not a style of football that we want to play. So who? But who is going to play the style of football we want to play? Tuchel? Not, Conte? No, 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 no. Available then? No, no, no. That's not down to me. That's down to what the new ownership. You know, oh, that's I down see. to what Dan Ashworth. That's down to Omar Barada. What Sir Dave Brailsford. You're ten hog out. You're ten hog out. You want him to leave. You know, there, there are things that I look at Ten Hag and I directly blame him, but there there are also things that I look at the players and just think, like, just you've been absolutely horrendous, like this whole season, like, like not this whole season for the past that's that's the eleven years. No, so, yes, yes, well, well, that as well. We've changed the manager, what five times, four times? I mean, I can't even count anymore. It doesn't doesn't change anything at all. Anyway, think, anyway, we've been good, and Hoyland's been our best player by far. That's my analysis. Um, I, I, there have been some positives. I, you know, Kobe Mainu as well since he's been coming. What a goal he scored against Wolves, by the way. Yeah, that was yeah, incredible. Yeah, that that was a great goal. I saw that. He's been absolutely brilliant in this Man United midfield. He's literally, for me, you know, the, these senior players uh, should be absolutely uh, embarrassed. Absolutely embarrassed. But by, by the way, he's literally been carrying this midfield. You know, you know, midfielders like 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 Bruno and Casemiro should be you know showing him and well, and Casemiro's should... been good too, but it's whatever. No, yeah, he, he's been okay, but um, but he's just been such a big standout. Uh, Rafael Varane once again just shows why you know I hope he stays on reduced wages, but I I want him to stay. I want Rafa to stay. Honestly, quality centre back, he should be staying. I don't want him to leave my football club. He, uh, he, uh, he, uh, he stays. I think we need two quality center backs, to be honest. I just think Varane's injury prone, Lissandro's injury injury prone. We got to get two. No, no, I agree with that. But I, um, you know, I, I think, but you, but you know, like what we were saying, with Chelsea is we don't want to, you know, go into the season where we 
have literally no experience. And you know, you know, this is a World Cup winner. No, I agree. I think Rob should stay too. I'm not saying on the wages that he's on now, but I'm saying if, if he agrees to take a wage cut and say, all right, you know, you're not going to get paid anything more than 200 grand a week. Cool. For around on 200 K a week, you know what? That's fine. I don't, I, I don't really mind that because, and you know what? And you know, if Harry Maguire is making 200 grand a week, then, then, you know what, Varane should, you know, if we're signing Varane to, to lower terms, he should at least be on those terms. So, um, you know, I, you know, I'd want to see Varane say, Diogo Dallo, once again, I'm going to keep shining my guy. This is my right back. Diogo Dallo, once again. You know that best. You can leave for all I care. Bro, 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 Diogo has been, bro, Diogo's been arguably our player of the season, even though that's not saying that's much. outrageous take, Davis. No, I said arguably. I said arguably. I didn't so say that he was. Still outrageous. Okay. <laughs> okay, then if we had a player of the season, then who would it be? If you said Garnacho, I'm going to lose my mind. Why would I have said that? I'm never going to say Garnacho. No, who would you say said, then? Um, probably Hoyland. Hoyland? Are, yeah. are, are you forgetting that, that, that he didn't score for us till, till, till Boxing Day? Nah, come on. Well, man. in the no. league, he didn't. He carried us in the Champions League. And, 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 and where are we in the Champions League? It doesn't like the Champions yeah, League. All of it. He's consistently been our best player this season. I want to um, ask who who uh, who has a higher ceiling, Kobe Mainu or Erasmus Hoyland? Oh, Kobe Mainu. Kobe Mainu could be like. If I'm, I can only keep one of them, I'd get rid of Hoyland tomorrow and and, and keep um, and keep Kobe. Kobe yeah, Mainu has like Pogba potential. Hopefully, he can actually fulfill it. He also reminds me of uh, someone told me this the other day. I don't remember, but he reminds me of Tiago as well. Like Tiago at Bayern Munich, just the way he's able to move and just his, his awareness. Of where yeah, that's definitely true. Him. He's been. He, Cody is an exceptional footballer. He's a very, very good footballer with such a high ceiling, and I, I rate the kid very, very, very highly, honestly. Um, and uh, for 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 players who have been okay, of course, you have to shout out Scott McTominay for slate goals. But you, honestly, he's, he's in with a shower player this season, to be honest. Yeah, honestly, unfortunately, yeah, he 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 unfortunately would be in the shower player this season. He is our top goal scorer this season. Scott McTominay is our top goal scorer this season. I think with what eight goals. Not bad. I think Hoyland's almost at um at well, there. Hoyland now. certainly has more than eight because he has seven and five. I think I think McTominay's. He, he, I think he's either level with McTominay or just or probably just past him. But um, but but uh, uh, Onana, Andre Onana, his performances have improved as well. I'd say the only thing with his performances had been the um um. To just the one goal he conceded against Luton, where where my man looked like he was doing, you know, fucking star I jumps from that goal. Everyone is so harsh on Onana. I don't really know why. I think maybe there's something like people just want the Man United goalkeeper to be terrible all the time. No, so, no, I'm saying he's been. No, he's definitely improved in this run. No, no, no I'm, I know. I'm not disagreeing with you on anything. I don't, I don't think you're making any <clears throat> bad points. I'm just saying people in general have been way too harsh on Onana. I think he's a fine goalkeeper, and he'll yeah, only improve for us. No, I think he'll be uh, if if Ineos give him another chance and don't sign a goalkeeper this summer. We'll see. I, I don't. I don't think we'll sign a goalkeeper in the summer. Yeah, I don't think we really we'll stuck with Onana, and we're just gonna have to ride out them. Uh, negatives. The same negatives that I always mention almost every single time. Um, uh, that front three, apart from Rasmus Hoyland, is not doing its job. It's been absolutely horrendous. Garnacho, Rashford, dreadful. They have both been awful. Um, 
But Bruno Fernandez, once again, he continuously performed, put zero out of tens in every single week. I'm 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 sick of Bruno at this point. I really am. Yeah, I am too. But I don't agree about Rashford and Granacho. They've been they've been certainly better recently. I would say they, they've improved what slightly. Marcus Rashford, you're on 350 grand a week. I expect so much more than you. You're, Boy, you're, 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 Rashford, you're not a kid anymore. You're you're 26 years old. And and putting in these performances, not and, and this is where you know I I'm not I'm not gonna I'm I'm shifting away or in the sense I'm not gonna blame Ten Hag for his lack of pressing. I'm not gonna blame Ten Hag for 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 you know his you know his his lack of I guess mobility and all that. You know you know I, I don't care who you are, Marcus Foster, you're 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 not too good for this team to not press. You're not too good for this team. To, to be giving 110%. You're not too good for that. I don't care who the manager is. You you should be giving 110%. And you're clearly not and you're clearly not um you know performing uh, uh, to a man. But th- but where I will look at Tenog is that we tried to play Russia through the middle against Nottingham Forest. It didn't work. Why are you playing Russia through the middle against Fulham? When 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 you literally have Ahmad who can do a job at false nine. And and, and things are the evidence that that Ahmad can do a job at false nine. He literally played Ahmad, you know, false nine in in preseason, literally oh, this preseason. Season. And and for whatever reason, uh, he he doesn't he has not given Ahmad any game time whatsoever. None. He brings on Ahmad for like the last like five minutes to save his job. And 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 like and these are things that I'll look at Tenog and I'll give the examples. Firstly. Why are you letting you know you let Regulon go when Malassi is still injured? So one injury to Luke Shaw and you're like back to Lindelof the left back. You know, you know, why did you let him go back? Luke Shaw, of course, gets injured, and you're back to Lindelof playing at left back, but then he gets injured against I think got injured against Fulham. So 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 what is it gonna be? You let Alvaro Fernandez go on loan. So is it gonna be Amrabat left back? God almighty, if he plays Amrabat at left back against Man City. Oh, oh my word! Just I, I, I don't know what to say. But you know, when Garnacho puts in these zero out of ten performances every single week, Garnacho played well against Wolves and West Ham. What did he do against against Wolves? What did he do? I just thought he was good. I don't. I, he doesn't have to have a goal or assist. When, when, when I look at his movement off the ball, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I just he's, see someone that's he's, he's looked better on the right. In my opinion, no, he, he looks better on the right because you know, on the left, he's not trying to cut inside every single time, he's actually forced to actually cross the ball and actually provide service for the strikers and the attackers up front. Um, but but one thing where I will look at Tenog, how come his own signings, right? His but why are his own signs playing like Amrabat on all of a sudden doesn't play, Ericsson doesn't ever play, you never see Ericsson at any minutes anymore. Anthony, you spent 85 million pounds on Anthony. And and yet and and yet for whatever reason th- th- this guy's just just never able to to even get a game. O- Omari Forsen was playing ahead of uh, ahead of Anthony. If if uh, if Hoyland's out, I'm thinking, all right, you know what? At least you know you know give. If he had played Anthony that game, I would have said, all right, you know what? You know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, the, the front three it's been working well in these games. You know what? It's you know it, it's not it, it's not been the best, but you know what? Hoyland's out. All right, if he's going to play Anthony, all right, I'll, I would understand that. But he hasn't even given him a go. He's he he, he he chose Amari Forsen. Okay, let's keep moving. <laughs> I think Jose sees my point. Anyways, uh, getting into Newcastle. Let's look at Newcastle now. Andre, looking at these last five games, 
Vernon calls. So scores remaining for Eddie Howe and Santa Post with on the negative and positive side of things. Um, I mean, it's looked pretty dreadful. Um, I've still been disappointed by uh, Guy Maresh. So he's kind of we've been, we've pointed that out the whole season, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I, I don't I don't know what this team needs. Where, where do they Where do they even sit right now? Um, well, they slipped down to tenth. Tenth, yeah. Um, just recently, they were in like seventh, like seventh for a while, but they just recently slipped down to tenth. Yeah, I mean, this shows how like close intact everyone is in the table. Like, I mean, they can't find a performance there lately. Like a Newcastle game in a while. Um, yeah, I saw someone back a Tuchel for that job. I thought that was an interesting take. Wait, what? What is it? I saw someone back Tuchel for that job. He said, Tuchel. "Oh, for for the Newcastle job." That was an interesting uh, take. That could be good. I think that could work. Back that 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 could work, but you know, Maybe. Tuchel's a very pragmatic manager, so I don't know. Um... But, uh, the point the the point they were making was like that at Newcastle he wouldn't have to deal with sort of the ego that he does at Bayern. So oh yeah, that's like, true. People yeah. might but, really yeah, there, just... there would be no egos. There wouldn't really they be. Just... Any... Yeah, the person was saying that they would just. It would be really rigid, but that's like uh, that's kind of fits Newcastle, and that the players would just buy into Tuchel right away because he's Thomas Tuchel. So, it was, uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe, but yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared for Eddie. I'm scared for Eddie Howe. I'm not sure what's next. Um, yeah, I yeah, could it be on the chopping block, Eddie Howe? That because that, that would be quite interesting to see. Yeah, I don't know. What do you, what do you, what do you guys think? I don't know. I I I, th- I think this could be it. It could be very interesting to see. Um, I, I I think Eddie Howe's job is definitely somewhat at risk. I'm not gonna lie, his job is definitely at risk. Um, if if they don't finish somewhere respectable, and and they know someone like Tuchel's out there and available, you know, I I I I don't I don't see why. I unfortunately don't see why he's um he would say, um. And, and uh, Blackburn and Newcastle right now are, are going to penalties right now in the um in, in the FA Cup as a recording. Um, they're going to penalties. So I mean, if if, if they go out, if they if they go out of the competition, then it, it's it's long for them. But uh, anyways, some of the players, you know, I mean, I mean, Kieran Trippier, a, a player that that we talk about all the time. Andre Jose, you mentioned Kieran Trippier all the time. Or more, more so Andre, but um, but for, for being one of the most accomplished, you know, fullbacks in the Premier League, he's dropping off. Um, Sean Longstaff, who's been good for a while, he's dropping off. Um, once again, the only maybe three players that I'd say Fabian Scher, Anthony Gordon, Alexander Ishak. Other than that, like, just no one else, literally no one else. And you know, Joe Linton, his injury record is appalling, as 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 decent a player that he is. You know, I think he could be moved on the summer. Dan Ashworth is definitely leaving in the summer, um, and and uh, and and kind of and kind of blasting on Mania and Newcastle related. Um, Jose, what what are your thoughts actually on Dan Ashworth? Do you think that that you know he will do well for us, if, assuming that he comes in from Newcastle? What, what do you think? What was his role at at, at Newcastle? So so he was their director of football. Uh, Newcastle took him from Brighton for doing the same job. Um, he okay. worked in, uh, he worked in the FA. So he knows, you know, everything. Um, yeah. Then, yeah, I think. Well. I mean, yeah, his CV. I mean, the CV says enough. Then I think he's he's worked at two clubs who've had a who've had serious resurgences in the past two years. I think he could certainly do a job for us. 
hundred percent. Um, I'm, I'm very excited to see him come in and, um, uh, he's a very, very, very close relationship with, uh, with Sir Jim Radcliffe, um, and as well as Sir David Brailsford. I think it'll be very, very, very interesting to see. Next, Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest. Um, this this is a team that's been. I I know that they've lost three games, right? But and they but they lost to Arsenal. They lost to Newcastle. They lost to Villa. Uh, three difficult games. But uh, but thoughts on but scores and ratings for for for, for Nuno, uh, on their favorite ever Tottenham manager, and standout players on both on a negative and positive side of things. Uh, Jose, um, uh, what are you saying? Yeah, pretty up and down. Good win against West Ham. They've had some difficult fixtures though. I would say. Um, I think they'd probably be disappointed drawing, maybe drawing to Bournemouth. Although Bournemouth have been in good form. I know it's not been, not been that bad from, from Newcastle. I'd probably give them like a C. I would say. Sure. No, that's sure. Gibbs White, White has been good as usual, to be honest. Yeah, I've still I've still loved Gibbs White. He's what I think. He's what I think of when I when I see Nottingham. No, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I I think that he's um. You know, I think you know he's someone that could you know that some you know uh, some of the top clubs in the Premier League could be looking at, um, not top six, but maybe like slightly below that. You know, you know, good, good, very good footballer. I rate him highly. The Tawawanya, I know that's a player that Jose you always talk about. Tawawanya, he's been um he's been back with the goals. Um, but I think two of the players that you know that need to be talked about: Callum Hudson Odoi and Anthony Alanga. Both of them, they've been both putting in. Very good performances uh, for Nottingham Forest to the point where, where, where Gio Reyna, who's coming from Dortmund, we know the kind of player that Gio Reyna is. I think he's only 21 years old, so a lot of promise and talent there. Um, but um, uh, but he was uh, sent out of Dortmund to make room for uh, uh, for, for for my guy, uh, my winger, who I I cannot say his name because uh, you know uh, uh, Jose will not be too happy if I if I mention it. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, but but obviously he was sent out of Dortmund because he had come in and he he wasn't really playing anyways, regardless. So um, he was sent out for that reason, and especially with him coming in, it, it just made sense to 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 leave. But you know, but Alanga and um and and Hudson are performing to the point where even Giorena has not been able to get a game. Um, but Matt Turner. Matt Turner just I, I I think we need to talk about Matt Turner because he I mean he's been awful to the point where where Nuno who, who was a goalkeeper in, in his playing career literally said I'm going to sign a goalkeeper from from Strasbourg for like eight mil uh, uh, Matt sells and he's our new number one literally and he's coming straight away and he's a new number one. I mean, and the, do you think Matt Turner's future at Nottingham Forest now is at risk because of that? I mean, sorry, but I always thought like his his peak was being a backup. I don't think he's good. I never ever like even when he was fine at Arsenal, I always thought his peak would be being a backup in the Prem. I never thought he was good enough to be the number one at, at a Prem team. I really like never. Yeah, I agree with Andre. Yep. Uh, that's right. That's right. Um. Anyways, and uh, uh, to, to try and keep things moving. Uh, next, Sheffield United. Um, and uh, I have no idea where Sirius has gone. Um, uh, Sirius once again has gone missing. Um, just like Bruno does every week, he's just gone missing for whatever reason. I don't know why he's he, he's gone. But um, but looking at Sheffield United's recent r- uh, run of games, uh, and um, I'll just do Sheffield United. Just, just why not? Um, 
Uh, looking at uh, the scores remaining to them, for me, as I said last episode, they're going to go down. They're going to finish bottom. They, you know, good win against Luton. Um, the performances have, apart from the Brighton and, and Villa performances, you know, they've they've improved. But other than Ben Ber- Burton Diaz, James McAtee, and and, and Vinicius Souza and Cameron Archer, they've just they've they've just been good. And and um and and Mason Holgate, Mason Holgate, that that tackle on Mitoma was an absolute disgrace. I mean that that tackle was 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 unlike anything that I've ever I mean that was like going viral on social media. I mean I mean that tackle was just unbelievable and he was rightfully sent off. But yeah. Um, uh, uh, for me, Brighton get uh, Brighton get a zero. Chris Wilder gets a one because he, I think he's just he's, he's in a bad situation. He's bound to go down. But yeah, moving on from Brighton or moving on from Sheffield United, Andre Tottenham. Time to talk Tottenham. Um, um, and and we can talk about uh, Joao Gomez uh, uh, if you'd like, uh, or or if not, uh, uh, looking at uh, looking at uh, Tottenham's. Um, a run of games and and its high line uh, scores remaining for Ange Postecoglou and standout players with on a stand, and standout players with on a on a negative and positive side of things. Andrew, uh, yeah, it's tough. Um, I mean, I feel like we haven't we've been playing so like sporadically. It's it's hard to to judge much. We missed. We didn't even have a game this week. Um, yeah, I, I feel like the team's just been not finding much consistency the energy isn't right so sort of like excitement um from the beginning i feel like uh i don't know so the, the energy's not clicking and i feel like it's scheduling i just feel like we need you know maybe a game every three days or three four days and, and it can pick up because um it just the the team looks really disjointed with when it didn't before um we're just finally starting to get some of our injury guys back um, which is exciting. I'd say standout players. Honestly, I think uh, Pape Matarsar has probably been are looking like our most important player these past few games. To be honest, he's looked. Richardson still looked good. He's still scoring some goals. He he is, but he's looked um, again. He's he's the he's looked really inconsistent. Sort of uh, sort of a good mascot for the team right now. I feel like in our in our last game he was really weak. I'm already honestly, I already kind of want to try some up top again. Um, like something else. Yeah, I feel like when Richarlison's done well, it was when the team when we were kind of Son was out. It was when Son was out, and he was when more Son was out, and a number of players were out. Was when Richarlison was doing good. When our, when we were spineless, Richarlison was our spine. But when lately, now that we have our team back, it sort of felt like we're not clicking the same with Richarlison up front. And I kind of want to try Son up front because I feel like he he just adds some just some clinical efficiency to this, this team. I feel like it, it add more dynamism. So um, I, I don't know. We'll see. But I'd, I'd say Pape Star has been a huge, um, yeah, someone really important. I can't, I don't really know where we'd be in this season without Vicario either. He's just. I'd say also your fullbacks as well. Your, your fullbacks uh, are hugely important. I think, they, I think they were the reason why you lost that game against Wolves. And I, and just, I mean, I Basuma was absolutely awful with that game as well, and he's been and he's not been looking like the same Basuma either. Not at all. I th- I'm. That's why it's like I think our fan base got a little too excited with Basuma. I'd say in those opening games, I feel like he only was really good for about ten matches, and, and other than that, it's been it's not been it's, he's not been good enough. So he's, um, a, he's he's a good player. He's definitely a very good player. He's a good player, but I I feel like he's yeah he's I mean he's got talent. I mean he he was literally 
recreating or doing better what he did best at, Bright at Brighton. But I feel like the individuals around him are seriously impacting his performance. I don't think he's the same player unless Pape Star is next to him. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Our, our fullbacks, I, I wouldn't trade him for any any other fullback in the world like that. Are you sure Luke Shaw? Like... Luke Shaw's pretty good. <laughs> I know how much you love Luke Shaw. No, no, no. I, yeah, I, I'm, in love with, I'm in love with our fullbacks. But, um, yeah. The, Luke uh, Shaw, Tassin, Udogi, a swap deal? <laughs> Never in a million years. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, I've been, I've been happy. I feel like, uh, oh, and oh, Van de Ven since he's come back. Oh God, he's, it's, it's, uh, yeah, all, all Spurs fans were, we're, we're edging to Van de Ven right now. He's, he's doing amazing. <laughs> um, no, I'm no, really. Oh no, go ahead. So speaking of center backs, so let, let's talk about Radu Dragosin because yeah, how, how has he not even gotten a game? Under this man, I don't, yeah, he's not gotten a start. He's he's gotten like a few, he's kind of, kind of had some minutes at the end here and there, just a little like when we needed some more defense and he's come in. But, um, yeah, I'm really, really, really hungry to see him play. I would, I would, I really wanted to get a start because I think if you finally have some center back depth and you're, you're, you're not using it. So, well, that's the thing. Now, since he's coming, we haven't needed it right now, they're both back. But my thing is, like, when a I, player I think he's a better footballer than Romero, I'd play him over Romero. I, I, I do Van de Ven and um, and uh, and uh, Dragosin. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Romero is he, okay, but everyone's like Romero is so good. Yeah, you don't know. See, I think he's better because I do. I yeah. I I, I think Romero is better than okay. I I sure think he's quality. But I'm really curious to see Dragosin. He's also I think he's very young, so he doesn't mind waiting out. However, I feel like given he was playing every minute for Genoa, he was doing very well. For him to go from that to suddenly no game time at all. His form's gonna drop, so this man's gotta like. I just feel like he needs he needs to start. I feel like it's already too late. I feel like he's already, probably already dropped off a bit. But um, yeah, I'm I'm really I really want to see him start a match. Last thing I'll say about Tottenham: Do you think Ange Postecoglou needs to be tactically more flexible? Because we saw in that Wolves game, you know, showed in that Chelsea game, that that, that you know that, he, that he's always gonna go with the high line, and if the high line for life does, doesn't work, he's just gonna stick by it and he'll die by it. So. I, I think he needs to learn how to be a little pragmatic at times. I, here's the thing, though. I feel like when we've lost, it's not due to his tactics or him being, like, maybe over-ambitious. The issue that is, is, is game management is where he's improving. His substitutions are his one area of criticism. Game management, Chelsea, he couldn't calm his team down, right? We had all those guys out. And then game management recently, right, his philosophy is, do not look at the clock. Do not change how you're playing based on the clock. If there's a few minutes left, do I don't care. Keep going. That's where I'm like. Sometimes I just want to grind out results. Like like if we're if we're up already already two one. There's two minutes left. We don't need to go all out attack right there. So I don't think it's tactical flexibility based on the opponent. I think I just think it's the game management of that match alone, which is like yeah. That, that's where I'm like is one area of of. Of improvement. I don't think it's this huge tactical philosophy. Mm -hmm. I'm playing Man City. I need to be more pragmatic. I don't think it's that. I don't want to do that. I just think in game, mm -hmm. in game is sometimes where we need we need better game management. We can't. I don't know. Anyways, I'm, I'm moving on to the last two clubs before the twenty seven predictions. Uh, first, so, uh, looking at West Ham, Jose over to looking at their last five matches, and they've been absolutely awful. They've been horrendous. Up until the the, uh, the game last night, um, scores and ratings for David Moyes and Santa Cruz, both on a negative and positive side of things. Yeah, they've been really poor. They go through runs like this sometimes. Um, 
I mean, the only player I can point out is Jared Bowen, who's having a fantastic season, by the way. I think he's in with a shout for player of the season for the entire league, I would say. He's been he's been incredible for them uh, for, like, what, the second or third season running, I, I would say. So uh, This has been his best season. I agree. With that. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, but, yeah, they've been poor. They've been, yeah, I give, I'd probably give them, like, a D. No, I, I agree with that. And um, I think a huge reason why, uh, and I said on West Ham Fan TV, and of course, be, uh, big up Nikki and those guys at West Ham Fan TV for having me as well. Uh, huge shouts to them uh, for having me uh, back at the Bournemouth game. Uh, so <laughs> huge shouts to them. Um, and I said uh, on there, and I'll say it here, I think without Pocketa, there's such a lack of creativity in that side, and that's a, that's such a huge issue with them. Um, I'd, I'd say, I'd say you know, as, as many goals as they've conceded, I think Alphonse Ariola has, has had a good season as well. Um, I, I think that the goals that he's conceding are are not down to him. I think if he is a better defense in front of him, I think he also does a better job. Um, but negatives, Calvin Phillips, just I, 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 did, did, did we did you and I Jose, literally say with, with with the Calvin Phillips zone that you and I specifically say that you know where is he going to fit in this in this West Ham midfield? Did, did didn't you and I literally say that <laughs> like like when he signed? And in that first match, horrible back pass for the uh, first Solanke's goal, and then and and in the game against Nottingham Forest, he he uh, he goes and gets himself sent off. So I, I I don't and I think he scored an own goal that game as well. He gets an own goal and he gets sent off. So um, yeah, I mean, it was a weird one. I mean, he was leaving a team with with many midfielders who were better than he than he is, and he was and he joined a team with many midfielders who were also better than he is. So yeah. It didn't make much sense to me. No, it didn't. Um, and um, I, I, I'd say Kudus he's dropped off, but but if not for Kudus and Bowen, the, the team at, at attacking wise would be nowhere. Thomas Socek has dropped, um, and um, and Sonu's been. He also has dropped off. Jose, your 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 favorite right back in the world. Um, yeah, he's I, had a rough. He's had a rough patch. I, I would say. Do you uh, still back him? Of course, I still back him. He's the best in the league. He'll be in the team this season. Don't worry, just wait. Could it sound for uh, could it sound for Real Madrid to replace Carvajal? I think it is. I think it's time. <laughs> um, and lastly, before we move on to Wolves, um, let's talk about David Moyes. His contract expires at the end of the season. Will he get a new deal? Will he Will he stay at the club, or do you think he will go? I mean, I don't do know. If he'll, I don't know if he'll get a new deal. Uh, I think he should. I've I've always been I've always been Moyesian. I think he's done a, actually a really good job with West Ham. Um, but some of the that's not, that's not that. is, is honestly awful. Like, what? Is, I mean, some of the football that they play is absolutely dreadful. And I'm looking at, you know, mean, yeah, they, they go through bad runs, but then they also like, he managed to win them a trophy, which I think is very impressive to win a trophy. I also him. think like looking at that conference league, he, I think any manager w- would have, um, would have won that trophy or the best team in that competition. So I think it was kind of, kind of an expectation to win that trophy. Like, like looking at it now. Of course, it's a huge thing to win them that trophy because it's the first trophy in so long. Um, but but looking at it now, I, I think that you know, I think regardless of who's managing that team, I think you know they should be winning the competition. Yeah, but also perhaps perhaps not including last season because they were poor in the league last season. But otherwise, I think Moisey's actually brought a good a good amount of consistency. But that's also not to say that another manager might do better because they have a great team and I think that they they have players who could play. Even maybe even better than how they're playing now. So exactly. I don't know. I, I don't know if we'll get a new deal. Uh, I think either way they can justify it. So it's I don't know whatever they want to do. It depends yeah. what they want to do as a club. I mean I know I mean I think I saw a video like just sort of showing how West Ham have totally 
like outperformed themselves in terms of like in terms of results versus their actual underlying stats where it's like a lot of it is truly disappointing they're ranking like last in the in the prem for a lot of stuff but yet they're still getting points here and there so i feel like if you do give i mean maybe it's just the Moyes style of football but i feel like if you do give Moyes another deal it's like and you give him let's say a four four-year contract you're basically agreeing to eventually like give him a payout i feel like when you eventually keep underperforming stats wise eventually you're you're not going to get as lucky um and I, I don't know so i feel like if they do give him a new deal i feel like it, it would be smart to just keep it pretty low i wouldn't exceed two years not sir i agree and lastly before we do our predictions for the week we have wolves um uh, Andre, looking at Wolves uh, and their recent run of games, scores are meaningful for Gary on the on-stand that plays both on the negative and positive side of things. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'd probably give it O'Neal about a, about a seven. I really do think he's he was a great appointment for Wolves. Um, and I think we kind of all knew that at the beginning of the, of, of the show, too. At the, the start of the season, we were all pretty interested in what Gary O'Neill could do. Um yeah, I still think uh, Cunha's been pretty great. Pedro Neto, man, I mean that the pace he showed against us is just like, ugh. Um, yeah, they've got they've got a, a oh, Joao Gomez there. Um, yeah, Joao Gomez. Uh, that the Spanish, uh, yeah, what's his name? Um, Sarabia. Sarabia, I always forget his name. Yeah, Sarabia. It's just like <laughs> they've, um, yeah, they've they're 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 cooking, man. I, th- I I've I've I think we can all enjoy uh, some of Gary O'Neill's. Wolves this season, and hopefully, if they can really get a, if they can have a strong window, because O'Neill did not get much much of one, then really, I hope we can get, we can see Wolves back competing in the in those in those same uh, table positions when they were great under Nuno, maybe seventh, like above mid table. Like if we can get see a, a quality Wolves team with Gary O'Neill, that would be really exciting for the league. No, um, under, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 those are the Wolves days. Oh yeah, those, those Wolves days under Nuno, like, yeah. like, like, like when they first came up, like they were like killing those. Like they were, they were, they were, they were the kings at beating the top six. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, I mean, even us. I mean, Jose, like, like we always, almost always have a difficult time going to Molyneux. Yeah, I, was, I, I would always be worried when we went to when we went to Molyneux. Well, I remember one time yeah. in, in 2020 in the, in the 2021 season. Uh, we beat we beat them, and I was like, "Oh, we're winning the league." We beat we managed to beat Wolves at Molyneux. I think Rashford scored in that game or something. It was just oh, 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 yeah, oh, yeah. I was at home. Was it during uh, uh, the the COVID season? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That was a, oh, yeah. I remember that. That was at home. Uh, when, when we yeah, I think it was to put us top of the league. Oh yeah, that season. I remember that season. That is, um, but but yeah, I think yeah, Garrino should get a lot of credit uh, for for the way that uh, that Wolves have been playing. Um, and now, lastly, it's a shame that Sirius is not here, but, but we'll get his leader at some point. Match Day 27 predictions. First, Newcastle hosting Wolves. What are we saying? Uh, uh, Jose, I'll start with you. I'd go Wolves to, with a 2-1 win, and Saigai has to let me know he agrees. <laughs> oh, great. Um, and and uh, Andre, what about you? Um, man, that could be a really good game. Um, honestly, let's go, um, let's go three, two wolves. I get that. I feel like it'd be a good game. Okay. Newcastle will be deadly off those set pieces. (laughs) Tottenham hosting Crystal Palace. What uh, what are we saying? Uh, one, one, only because I think the new manager bounced for Crystal Palace. 
Andre, what about you? I am. I'm definitely fearful that, uh, yeah, Oliver Glasner manager bounce, but given we're at home, I feel like we've had a good record against um, manager bounce type of teams. I don't know. So I'm going to go 2 1 Tottenham. Okay. Um, Nottingham Forest, Forest hosting Liverpool. Yeah, I go 3 0 Liverpool. Okay. Um, Andre, what about you? Yeah, I'll go. Uh... I'll go 4 1 Liverpool. Brentford hosting Chelsea. Jose. Mm, that's kind of a tough one. I'm going to go with a draw, 1 1. Okay. Um, Andre, what about you? Um, let's go. Um, so, yeah, I do think Chelsea will, will win this, but um, let's, go, let's go 2 0 Chelsea. Two one Chelsea, okay. No, 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 three, two one, two one. Two one Chelsea, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Everton hosting West Ham. Um, that's also kind of a tough one. I'll go, I'll go West Ham. One nil. Okay, uh, Andre, what about you? Um. Let's actually go 1-0 Everton. Okay. Uh, Fulham hosting Brighton. How's that? Fulham win 2-0. Okay, confident. Sounding very confident. Um, Andre, what about you? Um, you know, I, I agree with you. That's what I like to hear. Luton hosting Aston Villa. Jose. Um two one villa. Okay. Uh Andre. Mm-hmm. Let's go for a, a cheeky point for Luton. We'll go at two two. Okay. Uh, I was thinking about the cheeky point for Luton as well, to be honest. Yeah. Wait wait, sir, what's your score prediction, son? If you're going a cheeky point for Luton. No, no, no I was thinking about it. You I, thinking I, about I, it. I didn't do it. So so you're 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 still saying two one Aston Villa? Yes, it is. Okay, all right. I'm I'm just just making sure. Um, Burnley hosting Bournemouth. Um, probably a Bournemouth win. No, I have to do. I have to kind of do one shocking result. I'll go. I'll go two nil Burnley. Okay, it, it, and it, is this one for the Jose Masterclass uh, of the week? Yeah, I mean, not not a particularly confident Jose Masterclass, but a, a maybe a cheeky one. <laughs> um, uh, Andre, what about you? I'll go three-one Bournemouth. Next, the Manchester Derby, Man City hosting Manchester United. Jose, uh, Jose um, uh, what are you saying? Uh, Eric Ten Hag, uh, a tactical genius masterclass? Absolutely not. Not in this one. I go three-nil to Man City, and I'm being generous. <laughs> um, generous to Man United. <laughs> uh, Andre, what are we saying? I feel. I feel like I could. I could see you guys. Knocking in a, a goal here. I think I'll go. Uh, you know what? I'll go two one city. I don't. I, it could be close. And last but not least, Sheffield United hosting Arsenal. Um, probably three 0 Arsenal. Okay, and Andre, what are you saying? I don't know. Every week, I'm just thinking like, because I don't know if you remember. I think. I don't know if I was on the phone with you, Davis, or was this show, but I was like, I could just see 
this game being the random game of season where Arsenal get like a 5-0, and then they've had that for the last three games in a row now. Um, let's go. Let's do it high scoring again. We'll go. Um, let's just go 4-0 Arsenal. Okay, and there you have it. There has been your episode, season four, episode seven. And as we always say, let us know what you think about in, in, in the comments down below. Follow us on all, of our, on all of our platforms on Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And we will see you in the next one. Thank you so much for watching our upload. And let us know down in the comments below, what are your thoughts on anything and everything addressed in this feature of Premier League Primetime? Smash a like on the video and make sure, make sure you subscribe to our channel. And be sure to check out our other platforms on Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And we hope you have an absolutely fantastic day slash evening. Take care.